Welcome to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon on 1490 AM, WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome to Biker Life Radio. We're so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We've got a fantastic show lined up just for you. Biker Life Radio is for those who ride and those who inspire to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and bring real-life stories of the biker lifestyle. Absolutely. We'd like to acknowledge some sponsors today. Today's show's sponsor is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado and Cordell. Lane, Idaho. So if you are ready to crank up your engines, put your chins in the wind, knees in the breeze, and seats in the saddle, then hang on and let's get rolling. And we are going to get rolling because we've got a fantastic show. You'll want to stay tuned to the very end. Today we have, for those listeners that have caught the show before, they may be familiar with our guest today. However, I am super stoked because he is just making things happen for himself right now. And so that was one of the big reasons why we wanted to make sure and get him on the show again. So for those that may be familiar and or not, I just want to welcome RJ to the show. Are you there, RJ? Yes, ma'am. Welcome, RJ, otherwise known as Rooster, correct? <laughs> yes, sir. That, that would be my brave name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your biker name is Rooster. Tell us a little bit about how that came about. Well, we were at an event. I believe we were out at uh, Cabbage Patch uh, camping, and it was 2017 Biketoberfest. Every morning we were there, I was I was up early getting breakfast ready on the grill and firing up the bike, waking people up, you know, and they were, you know, one of the guys finally looked at me and said, uh, you're like a damn rooster. And from that moment on, it just stuck. It stuck. Well, if you're an early riser, I would say that it's probably an appropriate name. And I love the fact that someone gave that to you rather than, you know, sometimes we kind of go through that self-creation, but I think a true biker name is when someone or some people give that to you. Yeah, so it's an earned name. Yes. <laughs> They're the best ones. Yeah. And and, uh, you know, we had a really good time with you at the West Coast Florida Riders out at Stottlemyers. That's where we first met. And we had a really yep. a great time. Dutch was there with us. And everybody just hit it off great. It was a really fun time. Uh, Chuck blew it. He didn't have record on or something. Oh. So we missed all the really good stuff. Um, but it was really a good, fun time. We tried to reproduce it, and it turned out okay. Uh, but you know what I found out about you, even since then, a Rooster, is that you're a man of many many talents. And the reason I say that is we were out at uh, Chris's, what's this, uh, Coasty, what's this new Coastie business? Coasty Cooking, Cooking Coastie. Coasty. I'm yeah. not sure the right name. I'm going to mess it up. So Coasty Cooking, I think. Yep. And <laughs> do you remember what it is? Did we get it right, RJ? It's Coasty Cooking, yeah. All right, very good. So uh, we happened to be out there and Jay-Z was there. And Jay-Z, happened. Oh, yeah. somehow your name came up and Jay-Z mentioned, she, she said, did you know that he used to do stand-up? Comedy? <laughs> yeah, open mic nights, not professionally. <laughs> oh, is that right? But still, that's good. Tell yeah. us a little bit about yeah, that. That's that interesting. Because sure. that was something I hadn't heard before. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, this was years ago. I was doing uh, just the different improvs or, or uh, a belly buster club up in Tampa. Side splitters. That's what it was. They would have open mic nights and they would basically give you, you get a free 10 minutes. Well, first of all, to fill 10 minutes on stage when you're, you know, when I'm talking to you guys, it's easy because there's conversation going back and forth. But when you're just performing in front of a crowd, it is difficult to fill 10 minutes, you know, because you have to read the crowd. You have to know what's, you know, what jokes they're laughing at, find out what what's resonating with them and, and go on that direction. You know what I mean? Sounds like a really tough and, job. <laughs> uh, but it was so much fun. I mean, I got, you know, they give you 10 minutes. If you keep them laughing, you can stay up there as long as you're keeping them laughing. Okay. Um, and if, you know, if they're not laughing, you basically get the, the, the MC comes out and thanks you for your time and <laughs> gives you that old, I don't remember, remember the old cartoons where they got the little hook from the edge of the stage that pulls you off. <laughs> pulls you off yeah. yeah. 
yeah, I've gotten that once or twice, but um, usually I get about 20, 25 minutes up there and I had a blast. Kudos I, to you. That's yeah. a, that's awesome because the longer you stay means that things are happening for you. So that's no pretty dang cool. What kind of things would you cover? Anything well. that you could uh, share on the show that would be able to air on the radio? <laughs> I know yeah, I'm putting you on the spot, so. <laughs> yeah, actually, at the time I was doing that, that was pre-biker days. Um, most of my jokes were always, you know, had to do with being a dad. Or, or a husband. And uh, a lot of them were church jokes because the first couple of comedy skits that I did, I did them in a church. So it was like, um, I really had to, to PG rate my jokes uh-huh. to, to be, you know, to, one, one, for instance was, um, you know, my boys, uh, we were in church one Sunday and the boys got baptized. Well, there was a little playground across the street from the church and the boys would go over there and, and play, you know, after after service every Sunday while we would clean the church because we would volunteer to clean the church. Well, my one son's kind of a smarty pants and, and he was, you know, teasing all the other boys and girls at the playground saying, you know, how they were all my sons were going to heaven because they got baptized and the other boys and girls weren't going to heaven because they didn't get baptized. So they're all freaking out thinking, okay, we got to run over and get baptized right away. Mm-hmm. Well, I was cleaning up the bathroom and, and my sons came in and with these three boys and, and uh, the three boys basically said they needed baptized right now. They're, they couldn't wait. So I just dumped them in the toilet real quick <laughs> and back to the playground. So there you're baptized. So they get over there. And of course my smart, smarty pants kids, they decide to open a dialogue. I said, well, what religion do you think you are? And the one says, well, we're not Catholic because they just sprinkle some water on your head. And the other one says, well, we're not Baptist because they, they just, you know, your whole body go, goes under. And uh, Andrew, my youngest son, he walks up and, you know, does the old two sniffs and says, yeah, you guys are Episcopalians. <laughs> That's a great one. I love it. <laughs> that is wonderful. Good job, man. So a lot of them were along those lines, and that was actually one of the longer ones because you had to be careful not to get too long-winded because you'd lose your audience. Right. Yeah. Well, so, you had me on the, the seat of the pew yeah. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> nice pun there, by the way. Yeah, you, you know. good sometimes. Well, that's, that's, that's just... Uh, that's just amazing. And uh, you just did it sort of for fun or? Yeah, I just enjoyed it. Yeah. I just really had a good time when I did some radio stuff with K92 out in Orlando. Okay. Um, we did a lot of comedy stuff on there. And that's when I realized that I kind of had a little bit of a gift for it and enjoyed it. So I found out where there were open mic nights when I moved to Tampa and uh, decided to hit them. That sounds great. And so when you were with, what was it? K92 out of Orlando. Is that right? Yes, sir. And uh, so how long did you do that? How'd you get involved with radio, by the way? Let's uh, go there. I know we got so much to cover, but this is just how things come up. And of course, we want to get around to, you know, letting people know about your new business. But, you know, this allows people an opportunity to get to know who you are as well. Absolutely. So if you don't mind, share with us a little bit about how how you even got involved with radio back then. Interesting stuff. You're you're an interesting guy. LSB Feaster. Ellis B. Feaster and Tyler McKenzie were both morning radio show hosts for K92 way back when. And I was very good friends with both of them. They've since moved on to different stations. Back when they were with the country station, um, we got to working together a lot. They'd call me out to do special events with them. And we just, we really had a lot of fun doing special events. We were, the company I worked for was a big sponsor with them and a big advertiser with them. So I got to go out and do a lot of the shows and you know how it is when you find somebody that you kind of like on your show and it kind of fits, mm-hmm. you, you get them on there as much as possible. Right. That's how they just kind of Ellis and Tyler both liked me on there. And, you know, I, I kind of fit their demographic, you know, cause I was a, I was a country music fan and I was a fan of their station. So, you know, it was, it, everything just worked. That's great. That's a, that's a neat way to get involved. And uh, who knows? I mean, I think we've talked about this before. Maybe maybe we can find some place for you uh, here on our show right. if, if if and when that maybe you're up awesome. for that. That would that would be fantastic. So uh, I would love it. Yeah, definitely. Deb, do you have anything that you wanted to ask? I've been sort of no. I that's you were going right where I wanted to go. So you kind of stole my thunder. Thanks a lot, Chuck. Good. I like doing that. It makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Rooster, what uh, you were telling us, we were checking the mics and everything in a little bit, and you were telling us about the 
birthday party that just took place. Can you go ahead yes, and share with our audience with uh, what, what, how, what that was all about? And That was a real exciting thing we put together kind of last minute. Uh, Chris Riley, um, one of the founders of West Coast Florida Riders, got a call from a good friend of his that was this little boy's uncle. The little boy is uh, turning 13. He has Down syndrome, and uh, he was afraid that with all the social distancing and everything that he wasn't going to have a birthday party. And uh, so they said, hey, do you mind, you know, just riding a motorcycle or something past? And uh, Chris had to work at the time, and he said, well, you know, I, you know come on out for a burger at the truck or something. And and he goes, meanwhile, Chris kind of thought about it and got a hold of me and, and asked if I would you spearhead a ride in front of the boy's house. And uh, we got with Lee and, and a bunch of the other people in the group. We put together a good, probably 20 bikes at least, uh, 15 or 20 bikes at least. And there were a lot of couples rides. And then there was even a couple of cars, you know, that kind of brought up the rear. Oh, cool. And then Chris finally actually made it to the event. And we brought some WCFR West Coast Florida rider nice. swag out. We brought the young man a, a hat and a shirt. Cool. So Chris went ahead of us and he went and parked at the little boy's house, got everybody out front. There were video cameras there and everything and, and they were taking video and he kind of gave me the go ahead. So I came from around the corner and just led the whole group of bikes, you know, right, right around in front of the house. You know, once we all got parked and everything, we got uh, the young man on a bike and his name is escaping me right now i can't quite remember the young man's name but we got him on a bike and he was really excited really happy and just seeing how how much cheer we brought that young man it was so exciting to do it and then ended up news seven at six o'clock ended up covering it oh that's great that's phenomenal it turned into something pretty big and it also, you know, put the biker community yes. in a very good light. Yeah. We need that. that yes. We try to do a little show like that on here called uh, bikers, bikers doing, doing good. good. Yeah. And so there mm-hmm. you go. You just fulfill that I segment. Say, All I those think bikers that, that did. Yeah. totally fills that because, you know, you see uh, because of the coronavirus and the COVID-19 that, that, you know, we're having to become creative. And so what I love about your story is that, you know, it really was a community coming together to fulfill a young man's wish of hope and of dreams and things that he probably would have never imagined oh, on a regular birthday happening, let alone at the time, at the times that we're facing right now. So kudos to you, Absolutely. Rooster and RJ. And everybody for, else that you went. Know, yeah. yeah. And the whole crew that was able to pull West together. Unfortunately, riders. we were not able to make that. Um, but yeah, kudos to you guys for going out there and just really giving him something to remember now, the rest of his life. Now he had to have a good it time a on the last for us too. Oh, he can all imagine, yeah. yeah. He, did he have a blast on the motorcycle? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know the young man that let him get on his bike. I'm not sure of his name, but mm-hmm. he put him up on his bike, you know, made sure it was a neutral, fired up the bike for for uh, a little guy, and uh, let the little guy crack the throttle a couple times. Nice. And, uh, wow. It was just, you know, we tease him. We tell him, put your mom on back and go for a spin, you know. That kind of <laughs> stuff. But, uh, it was a blast. Oh, oh man, that is so, that's really heartwarming. And, uh, man, I think that's something that he'll probably remember for the rest of his I life. Totally what do you agree. think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's videos all over Facebook on it now. Um, you know, it's, it was just a really, really awesome, awesome event. We'll try to find it if we can. We'll put it up on the uh, Chuck and Deb show. For sure. Um, so we'll try to share it on there. But right now, we're coming up on a real quick break. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Hi, Rider Coach Deb here. Just wanted to take a quick minute and share with you something that I have found that is a phenomenal safety item that every rider that rides with a helmet will want to have for their own safety and protection on the road. It's called the InView Wireless Brake and Turn Signal Light. It's designed to attach to your helmet, as I mentioned, and it syncs up directly with your brake lights and turn signals so that the car drivers that just seem to miss the signals that we put on will now be able to see it because it's right at eye level on your helmet. They're designed with ultra bright LEDs. As I mentioned, it is programmable and it works in conjunction with your brake lights and turbulent signals from the motorcycle. It's very easy to install and simple to use. So if you would like to find out more and get information about the InView, be sure and visit chucknndebshow.com forward slash InView and in the ordering process, put in coupon code BIKERLIFE. Again, chucknndebshow.com forward slash InView and utilize coupon code BIKERLIFE to get a great discount on the InView. In January of 2017, I was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia. And within 24 hours of that diagnosis, uh, we found ourselves here in Memphis at St. Jude. 
they knew what they were doing. They knew how they were going to treat her. They laid out this elaborate plan. We didn't know what the future was or if there even was a future. But with St. Jude, there was. Not that long ago, the survival rate was 4%. 4%. But through the work and research that St. Jude does, that's now 94%. And you know how that got done? It's through donations, by people getting behind this mission that no child dies in the dawn of life. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Now, welcome back. RJ, you still with us? I am so glad that you've joined us today. Yes, ma'am. I'm here. All right. Fantastic. Now, again, I think this, you know, you kind of led us into a really good conversation about things that have happened since this coronavirus appeared in our environments. So I know that you have been impacted by that in a not such a good way, but then also what you were able to do is kind of lemons out of lemonade, if you will. So why don't you share us a little bit about some of the experiences that you've had to deal with based on the, the coronavirus right now? Well, very well put. The very, very beginning of the coronavirus is when we got back from Bike Week in Daytona. My company that I was working for decided they were going to use that opportunity to downsize Mm -hmm. and basically um, close our office and let me go along with a bunch of other people. So I found myself unemployed for the first time that I can remember. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always worked. You know, so I'm like, well, what do I do? You know, I'm 46 years old. You know, I hate the thought of living on uh, unemployment or something like that. I want to do something. I want to, I want to create something for myself, create an income for myself. And, uh, I know that I love motorcycles. Mm-hmm. This, you know, this life has really, you know, kind of redefined who I am since I became a biker, and, and since I, you know, got this new family that I have, you know, in the biker community. Right. Decided, you know, I, I mowed over the thoughts of maybe becoming a salesman, you know, for Rossiter or Rockstar. Mm-hmm. You know, thought about all that, and then just, you know, I really didn't feel like it would leave me the the opportunity and the time to still go out and do the things I want to do. So I figured if I was going to do something, I was going to have to do it on my own. And that's when I decided to come up with uh, RJ's Ride and Shine. I'm detailing motorcycles and, and doing bike washes and, and stuff like that. And it and I've even done uh, a few of the bikers that, that are in the group. Um, I did one guy's 40-foot motor coach. You know? Wow. <laughs> so I've done a few more than bikes. <laughs> it kind of got me in the door, you know. So well, that's a good sure. thing. It's been exciting, uh, and it's, I've been set up in front of Peggy's Corral doing the bike washes. Uh, she kind of got word that I was doing this and made the offer to let me come up and, and set up in front of her, her store to get some kind of, you know, a little bit of uh, road coverage there so people could see me doing it and maybe get some drive-up business. Kudos to her. Yep, sure. That's And that's a yeah, that's a prime location in the Palmetto area because they're, they're right, she's right on US-41. Anybody that's a biker in this local area knows Peggy's, and so it's a very easy landmark to get to and find you. So, you know, yeah, again, kudos to, to Peggy's for giving you that space to, to work that, from. That's a true blessing right there, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. She, she was, uh, she was pretty wonderful. And, and saying that, you know, I would just ask that everybody, um, you know, keep her in your thoughts when you're, when you're going out and buying your alcohol and, 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 you know, getting your drinks and they've got a food truck there, but she can do drinks to go, you know, she, you can't drink it there, but you can definitely go there and, and spend the money that you would go to Publix and buy a 20 pack, go there and buy a 20 pack. I think that's a great suggestion. So good job, uh, RJ, letting people know about that, because I'm not even sure I was aware of, well, you mentioned. Right. I wouldn't think that Peggy's would be doing that. It's just not something that would come to my mind. So again, it's kind of keeping that networking community moving. And, you know, the one thing I think that, you know, Chuck and I have really been conscious of is to trying to make sure and give back to those community members that have given to us. So restaurants that we would normally frequent, let's do what we can. And I think the same concept goes there for Peggy's. Absolutely. Now, you, you've got a heart um, for motorcycles, and that's how you got started in this. How are things going so far for you? Uh, pretty good. Like I said, I've done more than just motorcycles, though. Um, they, they've, you know, I've gotten an opportunity to do a couple of nice vehicles, good. Um, a couple of Jeeps. You know, I'm doing a Porsche on Saturday. Nice. But, but I love the bikes. I, wanna, I really want to stick to the bikes. But, you know, I'm early on. I need to do whatever comes my way. Mm-hmm. But um, I was... I did a road glide right before I, I came over here. It was a young man, Chris Wages. He's a firefighter. He brought his road glide up to me at Peggy's, and, and we uh, 
we detailed that out real nice, you know, right, right before I uh, jumped in to do the radio spot. All right. Wonderful. Now, when you were telling us about getting started with your new business, so, and I think it takes a lot of courage. So I definitely want to recognize that leap of faith um, that you kind of have to do to reinvent yourself, not just because of your age, but just because of the time. And there's so many things that you could really retreat from right now to, to not move forward. But I think you had to really deep dig deep and find that place in your heart of where your passion lies and then find a way to fulfill a need and a service out there in the industry. So um, the one thing I think that really touched me is, you know, although that takes a lot of effort and courage, you have really had a group of people rallying around you to help with your success. And I'd love for you to be able to share that with all of us, because I know you'd mentioned some people that I know I'm not familiar with that have really rallied around you to, to help in this time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, um, my girlfriend, Marita, I couldn't do any of this without her. Um, she's really kind of jumped in there and, and helped me out a lot, you know, giving me the ability to, to start something. Cause we all know when you start something, you're not really making any money. You know, she's been there to, to offer support and really, you know, be there to help. Candy McGinnis and Sherry Clark are bikers with WCFR and they own a UPS store up at, uh, Lakewood Ranch off University at Market Street in the public shopping center. Okay. okay. They make banners, um, any kind of printing, you know, business cards, anything like that. And they've, you know, just jumped in and, you know, just done everything they could to help me out, you know, putting a banner together for me. And I had no clue about any of this stuff. And <laughs> so for them to kind of jump in and tell me what I need and, and help me, you know, put the right things together to market myself properly. Because, yeah, a guy out in front of Peggy's washing a bike, you know, that's one thing. But then to have the name on a banner, oh yeah, you mm-hmm. know, that tells you what I'm doing. Oh, you yeah. know? Makes Absolutely. You, makes you legit in a way. Right. Not Gives that you cre- weren't before, exactly. but, yeah, credibility. Credibility, yeah. yeah. You're for real. You're out there, you know. And it also gets yeah, attention. Exactly. <laughs> now, I know you're a man of comedy, so I just have to ask this question. Are you out there in a Speedo by chance <laughs> oh, at any geez, point? Deb, can you believe you there, man? <laughs> well, what is know, going on here, if it, was a, if, it was a, if it was a woman, we'd ask if she's out there washing oh, bikes in a goodness. bikini, right? You just got to ask. This has actually come up before. This, <laughs> thank you. This has actually come up before because... Um, I'm one of the few guys that I know that actually uh, I danced at Peggy's Corral in my underwear one time for uh, for an animal charity. You know, bikers are very good to each other in the fact that uh, they're going to get pictures. And that's oh, going to go yeah. online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there have been some guys that, that have put some pictures up of me doing that, especially since I, you know, messaged that I was going to start this business. One guy puts up there, you know, RJ's bikini bike wash and, and put great. me up there in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so there might be a show in the future is what you're saying then. You're, you're not it opposed could, you to know, it. Yeah. It could happen. <laughs> we're, we're open to receiving any of those photos, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. Spread Put that out there to the fun. That's for sure. How yeah, they're fun. not hard to find. Just look up WCFR and scroll down the photos. You'll, you'll find them. Oh, man. <laughs> what a question, Deb. I don't know where you came up with that one. I don't know. I just had to ask. I think maybe she had some inside info. Maybe she'd been doing some searching. And there you go. <laughs> she's been keeping her eyes some out. Incriminating on some photos. Yeah, I don't think so. I just had, to, you know, I knew all those female listeners would be asking that question. So I am just their voice today. That's it. I see. Okay. Yeah, that's all. Well, you know, got to keep them happy. Happy. That's, right. <laughs> That's right. And Marita happy too, though. So don't forget about that. <laughs> right on. So the ride, ride and shine, that seems like a pretty simplistic yeah, name, but I think that name. it, I, I don't know that I could have come up with that. So tell me a little bit about how that came to you as far yeah, as a great business name. I always like to th- know things like that. <laughs> how, did, how do people come up with the names? Because I know a lot of times for us, you know, we spend hours sometimes a, doing things. Yeah, there's so how do you come up with this? Great question, Deb. Um, that goes back to the, the name Rooster. You know, I would, where everybody's crawling out of their tent, half, half drunk from the night before. And I would, (laughs) instead of saying rise and shine, I would say, come on guys, ride and shine. You know, it's time to wake up. Love it. And uh, something that came to me one day and it just kind of stuck. See, you know, I I think there's those things in life that, that happen for a reason, you know, um, whether somebody gives you a nickname based on something you're doing or, or, you know, just something you say off the cuff one day and it, it kind of sticks with you, you know, it's, that, that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. 
It does. And you have to be present and aware that those circumstances are there or you're just going to miss them. They're going to fly right by. So good name. I love uh, I do. That I love name. the name too. Yeah. It's just, it's classic. It's yeah. clear. You know what you're doing. And, you know, and again, and I think that from just when we've talked, you do have an attention to detail that not everybody would probably have. And so I think that those skills sometimes, again, are just one of those things that people just, I, I would just go spray my bike down, wipe it down quickly and probably be on the road. But, you know, I, I would love a good ride and shine for my baby, if you will, because we, we cherish those motorcycles <laughs> oh, yeah. like crazy. So I can understand that. And kudos to you for, again, stepping out there and doing something for this community that I think not everybody would have necessarily thought about with those circumstances. You could have sat on your, you know, duff, if you will, and, uh, That's you right. know, could have. and done what many people are. But so kudos to you for that. So I, I have a quick question. And you don't feel like you have to answer it. It's just a curious one for me because I've really never okay. honestly taken my bike to get detailed. Not ever. Um, right. Usually it's because okay. I, I ride mine dirty all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we just ride. That's sort of the truth. That's sort of the truth. Uh, but I usually do it myself. Um, and there have been times where, you know, it's not so pleasant doing it myself. Is there an idea? Yeah. Is there an idea about... Um, how much is a detail? Because I don't even think I've asked anybody. I, I wouldn't even know what a detail might start at or anything like that. Great question. Okay. Well, yeah, that is a really good question. Cause I, I, I mean, that's the first question I get by anybody. Um, I have some services on my, on my Facebook page, RJ's ride and shine, and it tells you right what they cost. So I, I can do anything from a basic bike wash, which is $30 you know, that I'm just doing at Peggy's Corral. You know, I'm not going to go, you know, because I do mobile as well. I'll come to you and, and do a full detail, you know, in your garage or, or in your driveway. Those full details, they go, you know, a buck fifty and more. But they're, you know, they're three and four hour jobs. You know, you're going to you're gonna really spend some time on that bike. You know, you're going to have a toothbrush in on the heads, you know, doing whatever it takes to make that thing shine. Mm-hmm. The other thing I do when I do the, the quick wash is a lot of bikes come in with a lot of chrome on them. And people, you know, chrome is a, is a big part of the Harley community, you know, and a lot of people don't, their chrome isn't as nice as it could be when they pull up. So it's, it's a small upsell, but for $20, I have a really nice chrome polish that I do. I try to keep it on mine so people could see what it looks like. And then you can look at the chrome on my bike and basically see yourself looking back at you. So, you know, it's just, just little stuff like that, you know. It, it's it. You can you can spend thirty bucks, get your bike washed, and it looks really good for a day. You spend fifty, and you got the chrome and everything with it. I'm going to do the tires and the rims for that. Okay. Um, and then you know you get into the hundred fifty, you know, and you're going to get the uh, the buffing, the uh, the clay bar treatment, as well as the carnauba wax that really protects the finish on the bike. And especially with low bug season coming up, we want oh, to protect yeah. the finish mm-hmm. on these bikes. And these bikes are a huge investment. Yes, they are. There's That's people right. that spend 20, 30 grand on a bike. God, you know, the fairings on those road, you know, road glides and street glides can collect a lot of love bugs. And that can do a lot of damage to the paint if it's not properly protected. Absolutely. Good point about love bug season because it will be here before we know it. And it is one of those things that we just have to make sure we take extra care of with our motorcycles for sure. So great. Thank you so much for for going over a little bit of a menu, if you will, of your services or a few of the services that most of us would probably be interested in. So I think it's good. Yeah. And what about spokes? Mm -hmm. We yes, wheels and spokes. Yeah. <laughs> spokes oh. are fun. Uh, <laughs> I prefer mags. Yes, <laughs> no doubt. That's an honest answer. <laughs> yeah. No spokes. Spokes are a lot of fun. Um, sometimes you know, I generally don't try to charge any more for them just because you know I don't. I, I want to create the customer base right now. Right now, it's more about me developing customers and and getting people out there with their bikes, just really happy and proud of their motorcycles. So I just you know. The spokes are usually an SOS pad. You know, you get down there and, and you you work on them, and it takes me a good hour to do the spokes oh, on a motorcycle. Imagine. You know, but it comes out. You know, it's it, it's all about pride in your in your workmanship when it comes out and it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. God, it's worth it. Right. You know, it's it's just it's so worth it for somebody to take a picture. So Chris Wages, um, the young man that I did the uh, he's a firefighter, and I did his uh, road glide today over at Peggy's. He puts a post on Facebook today. I'm looking at it as we speak, and right. it says, huge shout-out to this man. Did an awesome job cleaning up my bike. RJ's riding shine, and he's a he's set up right at Peggy's Corral. And he put a post on my page 
um, a review on my own page saying about how he was impressed with my attention to detail. He has star mags on his motorcycle. Um, he's got a, a stars and stripes paint scheme on the bike. Nice. And it's just a beautiful bike. And uh, he went through some mud the other day uh, by uh, Anna Maria going up the coast or going down the coastline there. Okay. Uh-huh. He showed up with a little bit of mud on it and told me he really wanted it to look good again. And we did what it took to make it look good again. Excellent. Fabulous. I can't wait to take a look. That's Sounds just like another happy customer. Yes. And I love that. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we are running short on time. We could stay on here for the full hour. Absolutely With right. you because <laughs> there's other things I could talk to you about, like poker. Because <laughs> I think you're, you, you do a little bit of poker too, don't you? I do. I like to play poker tournaments, but during this uh, time of social distancing, that's not happening. That's, that's not, not happening. happening. That's right. So, but, but there's a loads more we could talk to you about, and we'd really like to get you on the show, but probably again in the future. Absolutely. And we're just grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. Before we leave, though, go ahead and share with our listeners how they can get in touch with you and all that good stuff they need to know so they can come out and support you. Okay, RJ? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, all my information is on my page on Facebook. Uh, it's RJ's Ride N, the letter N, mm-hmm. Shine. That's my page on Facebook. It'll give you my phone number, 727-514-8766. You can make a uh, appointment right there on Facebook. I get that almost immediately and I'll, you know, I'll pencil it in. I won't let anybody else take your spot. During the week, I'm, I'm trying to set up at Peggy's Corral. Uh, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, a lot of times I'm getting out of there a little bit early because it's you know it's super hot and if there's nothing going on, I'm going to get out of there. Sure. And maybe go fishing or something, yeah. you know. So <laughs> do, do some social That's distancing right. so on, on my Harley. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, fantastic. So if you have not yet checked out RJ's Ride and Shine, you've got to do it to keep your bike looking beautiful. And your automobile. He does That's have right. your RVs, That's whatever. Right. He's he's a man of many talents. He's a detailed <laughs> man. <laughs> and I'll try to make you laugh while you're there. That's right. That's there right. I'm go. sure you'll have that as well. So yes. it won't be dull and boring. <laughs> no. And uh, ladies, maybe he'll even, uh, well. Well, let's leave that one alone for now. So anyway, RJ's we just. Ride and shine boxer bike wash. <laughs> okay. So that's the next episode coming. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, well, we just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule because I know that you're focused and determined to make this a success and we give you 100% backing there too. We're there for you, ma'am. Absolutely. If there's anything we can do, please let us know and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, RJ. Well, you guys are a huge blessing. Thank you so much for having me. All right, man. Thank you. Take care. Talk to you soon. Hi, Rider Coach Deb here. Just wanted to take a quick minute and share with you something that I have found that is a phenomenal safety item that every rider that rides with a helmet will want to have for their own safety and protection on the road. It's called the InView Wireless Brake and Turn Signal Light. It's designed to attach to your helmet, as I mentioned, and it syncs up directly with your brake lights and turn signals so that the car drivers that just seem to miss the signals that we put on will now be able to see it because it's right at eye level on your helmet. They're designed with ultra bright LEDs. As I mentioned, it is programmable and it works in conjunction with your brake lights and turbulent signals from the motorcycle. It's very easy to install and simple to use. So if you would like to find out more and get information about the InView, be sure and visit chucknndebshow.com forward slash InView and in the ordering process, put in coupon code BIKERLIFE. Again, chucknndebshow.com forward slash InView and utilize coupon code BIKERLIFE to get a great discount on the InView. It's now that time, what everyone's been waiting for, raw and unapologetic with Dutch Van Alsten. Dutch Van Alsten is the author of book number one, Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout. It is book number one in the Life Behind Bars book series and the very, very soon to be released... Rebellious Youth, Story of the Lost Child. All right, so here we go. It's time for Raw and Unapologetic. Tis I, lover of motorcycles, eater of barbecue ribs, and all-around swell guy. Speaking to you again with my usual two co-hosts, Eloquence and Grace. 
and we speak to you again from the sound studios known as Dutch's Man Cave, located in the penthouse on the sun coast of Florida. Paradise, baby. As stated, I am Dutch Van Alston. I am the author of Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout. That is book number one in the Life Behind Bars book series. And as always, I am raw and unapologetic and also proud of it. Uh, book number two of the Life Behind Bars book series, Rebellious Youth, The Story of the Lost Child, has a first draft cover now that can be seen on my Life Behind Bars book series page on Facebook. Uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing thus far. Um, everybody has given me really good feedback. A, a lot of people ask why I don't use stock photos. Um, but to them, I say I like the authenticity of real people and real places, and I'm an authentic guy. Uh, besides, I'm jealous. I don't look like those guys that are in those photos. Uh, my editor completed her magic in the book and itself is ready to publish. She uh, red-penned me to death, but that's how I learned. So as soon as the cover is done, I'm going to submit everything. Uh, the next step will be the publisher makes certain there's no violation of plagiarism, uh, as if anyone thinks like I do, and uh, make sure there's no hate rhetoric. And, and by that, I believe they mean real, actual hate rhetoric, like calling for the extinction of a certain race, etc., you know, not this self-described, albeit paradoxically named, social justice warriors slash whiner snowflakes that permeate groups like Antifa, their definition. I mean, actual calls for violence or intentional derogatory speechifying. I like that word. Fiction gets a bit of a leeway because, well, it's fiction. And often when you write characters that are of, you know, say amoral character, their dialogue usually matches that. Okay? All right, I'm boring you. I know, because I'm boring me. And Bubbles is sleeping at her desk right now with a tad bit of drool dripping from the corner of her mouth. Yet she's still so damn hot. I don't, I don't know how she pulls it off. So as I promised last week, I'm going to finish up the whole where biker nicknames come from. Uh, last week, I hope you tuned in because it was a humorous story about my old brother, Mad Dog. <laughs> and that, that mud on his face the next morning, I'm telling you, that was priceless. Uh, this week, I want to discuss my old friend and brother, Dave, who earned the nickname Magellan. Uh, Dave and my last two words to each other face-to-face -face were terribly ugly, and, and I always regretted that because I did, I, I, I do, I actually do like him very much. He's he's on my Facebook page now, um, but yeah, it was ugly, and, and I valued his friendship a lot back then, but... You know, events collide with the individual principles, and often there's there's just damage left over. But I will take you back uh, not to the 1980s this time, but only about 12 or 13 years ago. I don't really remember, 2007, 8. I, I really don't recall exactly. I, I drank a lot back in those days. Hmm? Yeah, thank you for pointing that out, Bubbles. She says that you drink a lot in these days. Yeah, thank you. Uh, anyway, uh, 2007, 2008, yeah, I had a hotel waiting for little old me in Alexandria, Virginia for the Memorial Day weekend for the Rolling Thunder Rally in D.C. Uh, I had the whole trip planned. I was just going to be me. I was going to ride through the mountains of central Pennsylvania. And, and for, for those of you who don't know, that is some of the most beautiful countryside in the world it's just relatively unknown. I, I mean, did you know there's a Grand Canyon in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania? Well, there is. And I'm telling you, that 80-mile stretch from, from Tioga, Pennsylvania, around the mountains and through Waterville, Pennsylvania, you absolutely think you're in some sort of time warp. And the year is like 1950, except people aren't dying of polio. You know, thin, narrow roads along cliffs, miles of raging streams, general stores where the post offices are still in the back, and... I mean, you'll think you're like at Walton's Mountain somewhere. I, I miss that ride, I really do. But uh, but that's the way I was gonna go to DC from Rochester. Cut cross lots through the back roads, stop in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Uh, yes, I know that's not on the way to DC whatsoever. It's way west. Um, but this point will come to play soon in the story. Uh, I was supposed to meet a girl in West Virginia that relocated from New York uh, a couple years back and she was gonna go out with me and get drunk and stagger back to my whole two, my hotel room with me. And uh, But it was about 
10 days before, she calls me. She, uh, uh, oh, so mad. She bailed out on me. Oh, I was pissed. I mean, she calls whining and sniveling. Oh, boo-hoo, my husband's in the hospice. Oh, woe is me. And, you know, and I'm like, hey, that's 10 days from now. He may very well be dead by then. And she just went off on some emotional PMS tangent saying, you know, Oh, you're insensitive. Well, you know, forgive me. I don't, you know, I don't remember her name, but forgive me, whoever you are, you know, for being a red-blooded American male. You know, I kept my hotel reservation anyway because, like I said, it was a good ride and I found a woman on Craigslist that night. And it went okay until we went back to my hotel room and I decided discovered something about her that, um, well, let's just say it killed the mood and that was that, <clears throat> okay? Okay, anyway, before I left for the trip, a club brother named Kenny, he's, he's one of the guys Demons Rising is dedicated to, said he wanted to go to DC for Rolling Thunder. Now, I, I love Kenny, but Kenny's idea of a ride to DC would be 90 miles an hour I mean, balls to the wall, and, and you know, oh, made it, made it to, made it to the hotel three hours and 17 minutes flat. You know, 19 if we stopped to take a piss. I mean, that was just Kenny. Uh, I, the man literally wasn't, I mean, still isn't, he's still with us. He isn't afraid of anything, ever. You know, often age brings, like, temperance, but not for him. I mean, he's in his 70s now, and I bet he still rides like a madman. Uh, but I told him my plans, and I said, I'll just meet you in D.C. You know, I would love for you to go. We'll go to the parade and all that and all that kind of stuff and go to the rally, but I'm riding down by myself. Uh, he ended up inviting another brother, which now met three of us in that cramped little room. And uh, Kenny, being uh, the only charter member left of the club at the time, you know, respect protocol dictates he gets the bed, which means El Dutcho got the flea-ridden couch. Uh, so, the Magellan story starts while safely tucked in my hotel room in Martinsburg, uh, just after averting that almost catastrophe, potentially embarrassing situation. Uh, I called Dave and just to shoot the breeze with him, and he asked where I was and what I was doing, so I told him. And he said something to the effect of, oh, God, I wish I, I, wish I could have gone. You know, and I'm thinking, this is Friday night, and I told him, you know, the, the rally in the is not going to be until Sunday. So you got plenty of time. You know, if you get up, get your stuff around now, get up really early, and you could be here by noon. You could be at the hotel in Alexandria, Virginia by noon easily. Uh, this is before Google Maps and GPS, and so he asked how to get there. I gave him the hotel's address and phone number in Alexandria, and uh, he said, well, where are you now? And, and here's where it starts. I said, I'm in West Virginia, but do not, for the love of all things barbecue, do not come here. This is not on the way. I, you know, I gave him the direction, 86 to Binghamton, 81 all the way down, blah, 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 blah. Um, he wrote it down. Okay, got it. Yep, wrote it all down. Saturday morning, he texts me at 5 a.m. on my way. I'm thinking, that's great. That's great. Realistically, with stops and such, he will be at the hotel, I mean, by noon easily. It's a five and a half, you know, maybe six and a half hour trip, depending on different variables. Uh, I got to the hotel about 10 that morning or so, uh, met Kenny and Bigfoot, and we were all tired from riding, and it was, you know, around noon already, so we did what bikers do, we, we bought beer. Lots and lots and lots of beer. Uh, around 12.30, we were all starting to wonder where Dave is. Uh, we call, but there's no answer. So about one o'clock or so, my phone rings. It's Dave. Dave, where, where are you? I'm in West Virginia. I said, why? I specifically told you not to go to West Virginia. I gave you directions. Well, I missed the turn off 81. And, and you didn't notice signs stating West Virginia 100 miles, West Virginia 20 miles, that you were in fact closing in on West Virginia? Uh, no, no, he, he didn't realize that. So, okay, it's not its not a huge deal. You know, where in West Virginia are you? So he had asked somebody nearby, and he said he was, like, south of Martinsburg. I, I didn't bother to point out to him that that was, like, 50 miles into West Virginia. It wasn't like he just crossed the border. Uh, so we pulled out a map, and I gave him direction. Just swoop around and go through Fredericksburg and pick back up on I-270 and blah, blah, blah. And 
Uh, so don't worry, you'll, you know, you're like an hour and a half away. We'll see you about 2.30. So 2.30 comes around. Dave calls. Okay, Dave, where are you? He says, just north of Middletown, Virginia. I passed the same toll booth operator twice. I went around in circles. Okay, now I, I can hear the frustration in his voice. I said, look, just go a bit more south. You'll see I-66, like the old TV show. Take that and head east, east, east. I said, it's only an hour and a half still. Okay, we'll see you by four o'clock, but go east. You'll swoop right into Alexandria, all right? So, well, after four, uh, not beers, because it was way after four of those, but four o'clock, my phone rings. Dave, where are you? I don't know. I, I said, ask someone. Okay, <laughs> this, is, this is what he said. I still remember this. Oh, uh, sir, sir, what state am I in? Yes, yes, I'm serious. What state? West Virginia. Where? Martinsburg. But I just left there. Damn it, Dutch, I'm back in West Virginia again. Those directions you and Kenny gave me were worthless, worthless. Listen, 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 Dave. Do you have a map? Yes, he does. So look at Martinsburg and where it's on I-81. Go back to Middletown, pick up I-66. Can you see 66? I can't see it on the map. You can't see I-66 on the map. Keep looking at it. I mean, it's a major highway. I can't see it. Oh, okay, okay. Just listen. Head on 81 South. And then when you see signs for I-66, Washington, D.C., just take that road. Stay on it for about 60 or 70 miles. You'll start seeing signs for 495 South to Richmond. I don't want to go to Richmond. Say, I, I, I know that. Just just take 495 South. It, it'll, it'll lead you right into Alexandria. I, I, I promise, okay? And then just call us when you get to the city limits. Okay? Yes. Click. So, 5.30 rolls around. We're on our second beer run. Uh, we get a call. Dave, where are you? I don't know. I just crossed some river. It's, okay. Was it the Potomac? Yes. Okay. You're almost here, but you went you went too far. Turn around. Come back across. And, and you will see signs for Alexandria uh, right on Route 1. Well, I saw them. <laughs> I, I really wanted to say... And you kept going, um, but I didn't. I said, okay, just turn around, no harm, no foul, and we'll see in like about a half an hour. Finally, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. So I thought, 20 minutes later, he calls. He is in Alexandria, Virginia. It's a celebration. Okay, but yes, he is here. Now, where are you? I'm at a gas station. So, okay, you got to narrow that down a little bit. I, I asked, uh, uh, Ask, I, I don't recall the name of the hotel. I said, just ask somebody there where the name of ho where the hotel is. So by now it's past five o'clock. 15 minutes go by and Dave calls. I'm by a KFC with a spinning bucket of chickens got a hole in it. So we're making progress because I know there's a KFC a block away with a bucket light that had a hole in it. So we decide to have a little bit of fun and I say, you know what, Dave, we're gonna go stand out on the road, literally right there on the edge of the sidewalk just drop, pull out of the parking lot go left and you'll see us you'll see four of your or three of your inebriated brothers screaming and hollering just turn right there so when he's coming down the road we're joking around pretending to flash our boobs and screaming our name his name and screaming our name hmm. uh he gets closer he looks at us and he smiles and he rides right on by no, I, I'm not kidding. It was a, a yet another 20 minutes to get him to the hotel. It's 8 o'clock now. And, and, and by the time he got there, I mean, we couldn't help but harass him, and that's what we do. And just laughing at him, and he, he set some stuff down on the table, including the map. Kenny picks up his map, and it's an 11 by 14 map at best, completely unfolded. And, and I'll never forget what, what, what Kenny said next. He says, Geez, Dave, here's your problem. He turns this little map around and shows us, you got a map of the whole doggone country. I mean, if, if, if I had to count the five top times I laughed so hard in my life, that was definitely one of them. I mean, here I'm looking at an 11 by four, probably even like an eight by 10 map of the entire country. We just lost it. I mean, for the next hour, we just laughed and laughed. And, and I remember Bigfoot saying, 
How did it take you to get from eight hours to Martinsburg to Alexandria when it's only a half an inch away? <laughs> I mean, you could you could not see anything on that map. I mean, there's no wonder he couldn't see I-66. I mean, nobody could. California and New York were, were six inches apart. Um, but I got to say that night, just sitting out on that balcony at that flea bag motel was really one of the greatest nights I ever had that didn't involve a woman. Uh, I mean, really, it was just the four of us club brothers hanging out, laughing, drinking beer. And I mean, the camaraderie was the best. I, I can't explain it, but it, it was surreal. It was a great night. I still think about that often. Uh, just a whole memorable day and night with just laughter and brotherhood. I, I, I would love to say that the next day we all got to the Pentagon and rode in the uh, rally together and through downtown. But in the morning, <laughs> I said, we're kind of half kidding. But I said, Kenny's going to lead then Bigfoot, then you, Dave, and I'm going to run sweep to make sure you get there. And all the way over across the river and into the Pentagon, um, there we were together. We, we, we did it. It was at least a half an hour trip there. And But hand to God, hand to God, when the people in the parking lot were like whisking us this way and that way, I don't know what happened. Dave vanished. I looked around. I looked behind me. There he was. I parked the bike, I got off it, where's Dave? And that entire day was a repeat of the day before. I don't know where he went. It was like the last five seconds, but he got turned around and went, went the wrong direction. And, and the rest of the day is, where are you? I'm next to a hot dog vendor. Okay. You know, next it was, I'm near a person selling rings. And it was just an all day scenario where where I genuinely felt bad for Dave because he missed out on the Washington Monument, uh, the Vietnam Wall, you know, uh, 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 the mall area there with the fountain and all that kind of stuff, and just hanging out with the three of us. I mean, he ended up riding in the parade, but it was all alone. It was all a, <laughs> it was all a day of phone calls of, okay, let's meet here. Okay, let's try and meet here. And it just it just never came to fruition. Uh, he found his way back to the hotel that evening, and we just ate and drank and relaxed a bit. But the whole weekend was just. Dave wandering aimlessly through three states in the District of Columbia. It was Bigfoot that finally called him Magellan. And that night, as uh, we were talking about Dave's lone adventure in D.C., um, Magellan just came, or, um, Bigfoot just came up and just said Magellan. And it, that name just kind of stuck. Um, in 1519, Magellan wandered about the globe with mission undefined but completed. And about five years, 500 years later, Magellan did it again, you know, but only with beer this time. So, oh my God, I am like way over time. Holy moly. So I'm going to end this. I'm going to call it a day because I'm already three minutes over. I apologize. What the? Uh, hit like on Like Behind Bars Facebook page. Visit my website, DutchvanAlston.com. Uh, please check out my Facebook page because I'm offering my book up front and pay me later due to people having not a whole lot of money in their pocket right now. I know a lot of people aren't working. It's really hurting a lot of people. A friend of mine, Rooster, great guy, fantastic. I lost his job because of this whole nightmare, and uh, he's now doing bike detailing um, outside of Peggy's in Palmetto, Florida, um, from 10 to 5, Monday through Friday. And if y'all need your bike detailed, that's the guy to go to. He's 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 an incredible guy anyway. And um, he's a genuine old school work ethic and he will do a fantastic job. And you'd really be helping him out. And he will uh, certainly help you out. Your bike will look like it just came off the showroom. So until next week, folks, remember, men, there are 27 bones in the human hand. 28 when you're feeling a bit alone. And from my never fully detox brain to your ears, this is Yabba Dabba Dutch, signing off. Our sponsor today is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. If you desire to be a leader in this fast-growing cosmetology industry, then contact Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, 719-390-9898 or visit coloradosprings.tonyguy.edu. For more information about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, call 208-930-1276. Again, that number is 208-930-1276. 
or visit them at coeurdelaine.tonyguy.edu or visit the Chuck and Deb Show sponsor page for more information. I want to introduce Neil Jones. He's on the line with us today. And what Neil is doing is a rally called the Talamina Rally. And I love this. It's a ride for a reason 2020. So welcome, Neil. Thank you. Glad to meet you guys. We'll meet on Thursday afternoon. And I always got surprises. I, I'm a type of guy. I'm out of the box. I don't have a box. <laughs> you know, I want everybody to come and go, wow, that guy did this. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to pay for it. You mm-hmm. know, he got extra food and we didn't have to pay for it. Right. You know, or he gave me this and it was free. Everybody wants something free. <laughs> Isn't that mm-hmm. true? Everybody. So when you get their authority, you'll rest your with your registration, you get all kinds of free stuff from St. Jude. You'll get a rally shirt. There's others. And we sell tickets. We have door prizes. We have silent auction prizes. It's a meet and greet Thursday. We get you up Friday morning at the hotel. They serve a complete breakfast. They don't have bagels. Hear that, bikers? I'm going to carry you on a ride, and we're going to go up through the hills, and I'm going to feed you all-you-can-eat buffet. Oh, boy. And all this is on me. Okay. And the rally. Oh, wow. Now, I'm going to bring you, and then you're going to have an old poker run on Friday. I'm going to bring you back Friday evening, and I'm going to feed you barbecue, and I'm going to have you a band out of Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oh, my. Let's get up Saturday morning. We're going to do it again, eat breakfast. I'm going to carry you on another route. We're going to go up through Mena, Arkansas. I'm going to feed you at Papa's Mexican Restaurant. Mm. <laughs> we go up on top of the mountain. That's where everybody gets up there, and we take pictures. The rangers and everything get involved in this, and they take pictures of us up on the mountain. We bring you back Saturday night. There's another band, and I'm going to feed you a fish dinner that night. So all that's going to cost you 80 bucks before May. That's nothing. If it's after May, it'll cost you 100 and you have to buy your rally shirt. Well, when we started giving the St. Jude eight years ago, we just decided, hey, uh, it's cancer research and it's for children. Now, now the dates on this are May the 21st to the 23rd. You can reach me on my cell at 903-276-6884 or that Palomina rally cruising for St. Jude is on Facebook. So, Neil, give the, your uh, phone number and or other contact information one more time for us as we close. Okay, you can call Neil Jones at area code 903-276-6884 or go to the Facebook page, Talamina Rally, cruising is C-R-U-I-S-I-N for St. Jude. Or if you want to register online, go to Eventzilla and look up Talamina Rally. All right. Well, we hope everybody enjoyed the show today. We want to invite you to join us again next week right here on Biker Life Radio. You can find us on the ChuckNDebShow.com for all of the episodes and our Biker Life gear, as well as send us a quick note. We would love to get your feedback and information. And you, if you have a special story to share with us on the show, we would love to get you on the show as well. And you can also follow us on Facebook at our Chuck and Deb Show Facebook page, as well as find out all our podcasters on BikerLifePodcast.com. Thanks a lot for joining us today. We hope you join us next week. See you again soon. You've been listening to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon right here on 1490 AM WWPR. We thank you for listening and invite you to join us next week. Our sponsor today is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. If you desire to be a leader in this fast-growing cosmetology industry, then contact Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, 719-390-9898 or visit coloradosprings.tonyguy.edu. For more information about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, call 208-930-1276. Again, that number is 208-930-1276. Or visit them at coeur or visit the Chuck and Deb Show sponsor page for more information.